Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode number 53, and uh, uh, we are still featuring the uh, Grand Rapids Griffins and Detroit Prospects. Uh, Dominic Turgeon, who uh, did play for the Red Wings this season, and a uh, familiar name in hockey circles, is our guest. And let's bring uh, uh, young Dominic in. Dominic, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, let's get to it right away. Every guy that I've talked to here this week, whether Eric Tangrady, who you know said he's a journeyman, to Joe Hicketts, who's fighting the five foot eight issue all the time, your story is interesting because your father, Pierre, legendary hockey player, over thirteen hundred points, should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, but you've grown up with this. I mean, you your hockey life is truly a hockey life because your dad's a legendary player. Yeah, no, definitely. As a kid, it was. You know, it was a dream growing up in that atmosphere, and, you know, I was in the locker rooms all the time. Uh, I'd say I mostly remember Colorado. I was older there, so I uh, had a blast, for sure. When you, Colorado, uh, you know, you remember that, and you end up being part of the Detroit organization. I mean, did you hate the Red Wings back then as a kid? Or? <laughs> not, not necessarily. Uh, obviously, I liked the ads. My dad was playing there, you know. Everyone right. my dad was playing was my favorite team at the time, so... Uh, I mean, I guess as time went on, uh, I guess I was just used to watching the Avalanche play, so I just... Stuck with them growing up a little bit, and then uh, obviously getting drafted by Detroit, you know, uh, changed, changed things a little bit. <laughs> uh, do you, do, I, I know you're a young man, and, and the rivalry was really, really hot, but when it was really hot, you were, you were probably too young to remember. Yeah, at the time, I, my dad wasn't playing for the Avs at that time, but uh, I definitely do remember the, the hot rivalry between the two teams, and, you know, I loved watching both of them play, so. What was it like... Uh, you know, when you have a father who's in the NHL, you know, certainly every kid want, admires their dad and wants to be just like him, yet the standard that your father sets is, is, is pretty high, but did you know, hey, you know, I may never be my father, and it's unfair to compare you to your father, and I will quit doing it soon, I promise, but do you, do you just say, hey, I want to play hockey too? Yeah, and you know, at a, at a very young age, that's what I told myself after seeing all that in the locker room was, you know, I want to be a professional hockey player. But uh, in that process, you know, I learned that not every kid is going to get drafted first overall and play play at the age of 18. So, you know, I, I thought I learned that really quick. And, you know, I never had too much pressure on myself, I feel like, with, with my dad. You know, I've, I've always felt comfortable and... You know, it's been it's been a fun ride so far. It's not a, it, it, was, it was not your father, um, you know, pushing you towards it, or you know, some dads, you know, may say, you know, listen, Dominic, I'm not saying you're not a bad player, but you know, hit the books a little bit too. <laughs> Have a little more interest in hockey. I mean, what what was that dynamic like? Uh, you know, he was really good with that. Uh, I'd say he taught me a lot of the little details of the game at a young age where you know you don't really notice it you're just kind of going out and playing but uh like little battles on the boards that are so important in key games and you know where you can't turn over the puck stuff like that and i don't know i just learned that at such a young age and just throughout throughout my life just kept that you know and in, in my game and i feel like to that to this day it's, it's helped me you know when you were called up by detroit everybody was looking at you and they were saying some in the media, because we all talk about you guys saying, well, you know, yeah, he grew up in Canada, he's you know, born in Montreal or wherever, and, uh, and I'm saying, no, 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 I, I think he grew up in Colorado, you know, I, I, you know, but uh, so you're a Canadian and an American. Yeah, I'm dual, both born in Canada, but mostly U.S. living, so. <laughs> so 
All right, I'm going to ask, who do you root for, Team USA or Team Canada? <laughs> uh, well, uh, probably USA. Growing up, I was more in USA camp, so. Uh, so, uh, so that, uh, well, that, that, that's good. Um, one final question about your dad, and we talked about it off the air, and, and I'm a little, I'm kind of miffed by this. And, you know, 1,300 points, not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, you know, the former bank or whatever it is, yeah. that they turn into, like, you know, you can go into a shopping mall right from the from from the from the Hockey Hall of Fame. My point being is is that a, a bone of contention in your family. I mean, you know, you're you know, you might be more miffed by it than maybe your father. But I mean, how? I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I you know, I'm not really sure how it works, but um, you know, my dad's had a you know, he's had a phenomenal career. Did great things. And you know, I, I guess it's uh, it's a waiting game, and we'll you know see what happens. Really, you don't talk about it much or anything, or uh, I haven't. You know, to be honest, I haven't talked to him about it too much. Uh, that's just never it's never really popped up in a conversation. Maybe it will soon, though. Yeah, really. Well, if he doesn't get in, it should. Uh, you know, we'll start a petition or something. You know, <laughs> you know that squeaky wheel. You know how it goes, Dominic. Um, so you you grew up basically in Colorado. Um, you, you know, you're excelling as a hockey player. It's in your bloodline. Uh, uh, what, what, was the, what was the path to, uh, I guess you played out in the, in the Western Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, you know, American, maybe could have gone college route. How did it all come together for you? Well, obviously I was just playing my hometowns growing up as a kid. So I was playing for the Thunderbirds in Colorado at the time when I had uh, actually gotten drafted to the Portland Winterhawks in the WHL. And, uh, you know, when I was super young, I didn't, honestly, I didn't really know much about it. I just knew college and that. So uh, I guess, I don't know, I talked about it over with my dad. And, you know, my dad played juniors, obviously, for a couple of years. And, you know, after talking to him, I figured, you know, okay, I want I to do what my dad did, go to the junior route. So uh, I ended up choosing there. And then, uh, you know, I learned a lot, a lot about hockey in Portland, playing for the Winterhawks, especially with Mike Johnson, Travis Green, and, you know, all the, all the good coaching staff there. So... Uh, they did a great job and, you know, got drafted to Detroit out of Portland, so. When you play in the uh, Canadian Hockey League, the CHL, which is the Quebec League, the Ontario League, and the Western League, and, you know, then they have the Memorial Cup playoff that seems to last 100 years, <laughs> but uh, I think that's probably the toughest trophy in all sport to win. Uh, but uh, you're playing, is that when, even though you know what the life of an NHLer is like because of your family history, is that when it really clicks in for you what it's going to take to be an NHL player? Maybe you have a newfound respect, not that you don't respect him, for your dad and what he probably had to go through, even though he was a wonderful player. Yeah, no, when you're younger, you definitely, you don't notice the amount of sacrifice, I'd say, that, that goes into it. You know, you're just playing kind of for fun. And then, you know, as you hit juniors, you know, I'd say that's where, you know, when you make those deep playoff rounds, you're like, you know, this is, this is hard, this is not easy to do. And, you know, especially with, you know, last year here in Grand Rapids and just to see how hard it was to go through the playoffs there, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, hockey's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work, but uh, love the game. I mean, obviously you have your father as your sounding board, but who were some of the influences of you? I mean, do you have people that you can, you know, that you can go and you, that you can talk to and, you know, kind of hammer some, uh, uh, some issues out if, uh, if it's not going quite like you've planned? Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna have to go back to my dad on this one. He's uh -huh. uh, he's been the guy who's always been there for me my whole life. Any anytime I'm you know I'm struggling, I just need to talk to someone or anything like that. My dad's always there for me, and you know he's uh, he he knows how to 
how to how to act in the right situation. I'd say for for when you know you need help when you need talk. So it's been. Uh, you know, he's always been a great father. So, what was it like having Turjan on the back of your sweater? I mean, you know, you have your own expectation that you want to live up to. Yeah. Did you feel pressure? Did you know? Did some guys, you know, trash talk you or something? Say, oh yeah, you're never going to be, you know, whatever they would say to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was that like for you? Um, you know, I never, I never took too much pressure in the name, to be honest. Um, you know, maybe I've, I've heard comments here and there, and everybody, my dad, stuff like that. But, you know, I just laughed about it. I mean, you got to get 1,300 points. What do you mean? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean I'm not going to be as good? That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle for 800 settle. or something, right? <laughs> but, yeah. No, I never took, uh, you know, insane amount of pressure. I knew I was going to be a different player for my dad from a pretty young age. So, uh, you know, I took a lot of pride in the way I played. You know, I was... I play more, I'd say, definitely defensive-minded first in, in, in my mind. So uh, defensive first, try to be key on face-offs, and, you know, I'll also produce offense when, when, I, when I can. So When does that click in for you that, you know, that maybe you recognize what your skill set is and you know that I have a specific skill set that I really want to work on, and once you work on the what I'm good at, the rest kind of rounds itself out. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'd say, I, you know, a lot of – I, like, let's say I learned a lot of that in juniors, I'd say. Portland is where I really learned that. My first couple of years there is where I'd say I'd, I'd realized that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a defensive guy. Like, I'm going to be strong defensively, and that's where I learned a lot of it there. And then, you know, as the years went on in Portland, each year I would offensively get better and better each year, too. So uh, I guess I just realized, you know, just be, stick strong on my own end and good things will happen offensively. So. We, you know, we always hear, though, you know, virtually everything. It, the toughest thing except if you're Riley Sheehan, I guess, who came in, you know, thinking defense first day when he was at Notre Dame. They were begging him to shoot the puck. Uh, but isn't – everyone wants to score goals, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks that, you know – every level I've ever talked to coaches, they always say the biggest thing that I have when I get a kid, you know, a young man who, you know, is very, very talented and good, is trying to get them to play defense. You come into Portland, and maybe, you know, a learning process, mm -hmm. you said, but – you kind of gravitate to defense. Yeah. Is that just because you knew that was your ticket? Uh, I, I wouldn't say. I knew, uh, well, I guess you know, at a young, and uh, yeah, 16, I'd say or so, right. my first year, I was kind of in and out, you know, a little bit, didn't play as much. But that 17-year-old year I had in Portland, I'd say, was the biggest year that, you know, I had learned that. Well, you know, I'm pretty good at the defensive side of the game, and that's where I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll put all my marbles in being really good defensively and start working on that and then, you know, work my way from there. So just trying to be a key guy on a, on a team, you know, and just having a key role. And that's the biggest thing that I want to do in juniors and just trying to get better. What, what, what makes a good defender? What, what, what do you have to do? What do you have to be aware of on the ice? Well, I'd say the biggest thing is just being a smart hockey player and being, you know, in the right places at the right time uh, positionally. Um, you know, obviously when you're playing against, you know, their key guys, you got to make sure you're extra hard on them. I'd say the face-off circle is huge in the defensive center. You know, possession of the puck is always huge, especially nowadays. And you know, I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, those are the those are the biggest things. When uh, you, you, you're in Port, Port, uh, Portland, it, it, it's getting real. You know, with the Winterhawks, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I'm playing 60 odd games a year. Uh, yeah. Playoffs. You know, Portland's a pretty big city, and you know, when they're not thinking about Tanya Harding or whatever, you know, the Winterhawks are like front and center in that yeah. town. Uh, do you what kind of adjustment did you have to make? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, dad's professional hockey player. You grew up in Colorado, beautiful state. You know, mm -hmm. things are kind of you know, Dominic's kind of living the life a little bit here. And boom, now you're in Portland and you're playing hockey. Yeah, um, 
You know, it's definitely a big change when you first uh, when you first go to juniors. You know, you're used to living at home right. before you leave, and you know, uh, you're always with your family and all that. But uh, one day you're taking a flight and you're not going back home for a while. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny at first, a little weird because you're you know moving in with a billet family and you know you're wondering like, can I go into the kitchen and just you know grab food all of a sudden and stuff like that. So. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? It was it was an amazing four years. Um, you know, I'm still really close to the Billet family nowadays, and you know, they're second family to me. So, uh, you know, it was a really really fun time. You know, that's you know, I, I you know, that, I haven't talked much about that, and, and and you know, I know Red Wing fans realize that because you know, obviously, with the Plymouth Whalers when they were around, certainly, and uh, uh, you know, maybe USA Hockey and the development program and all that. The Billet, Billet families, these are people that take. Players in, and you really do assimilate assimilate yourself into their family, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's uh, I guess it could be kind of crazy on their part at first, not knowing who they're gonna get bringing into their house. You don't know if he's crazy or <laughs> right. crazy stuff, but uh, but yeah, I think it builds you know bonds and friendships that'll last a lifetime for sure. I mean, think about it. They're you come back home to them every day. They're cooking you meals. They're taking care of you. So it's. It's really easy. It's really easy to get close to them. So you know, and there, you know, obviously there's adults in this house. So yeah. I, I would imagine if you know, certainly you reach out to your parents first and foremost. Yeah. But if they're not around, these are probably people that really get to know you in an, you know, in an intimate way. Shall I say? I mean, they, you know, if you need to bounce something off, you, you, you might go to your billet family. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, I've, I've definitely felt that comfortable with my billet family after. After the first couple of months I was there, I could tell that we were just going to be close with them. They're really easygoing, great people, super nice. So, uh, you know, it was really easy, and you know, I talked to them all the time. So, when you're when you're a young man in that situation, eh, uh, do, do you go to high school in Portland? Does the team have like tutors? How how does that work out? Because you know, education obviously is something that that you stress, and that you know mm -hmm. that you know you you, you want to be a hockey player, but you want to be able to spell too. Yeah, no, for sure, and you know that's what Portland did a good job at too. Is I think those are the one of few teams in the WHL who actually make, they'll make you go to school, um, high school and college. So uh, we actually went to high school, uh, high school, Milwaukee High School over in Portland, Oregon, um, and we were we would go for I'd say I think it was three hours a day. We'd go for I think we'd go for about three classes every day, and then we'd head to the rink right after that. And you know it was it was we'd go every every time we were in town, every time we could, we would, we would do that, and then. The college guys would actually be at school, and they'd have a, a teacher come to them at the at the rink. So, when you're, you, what was your biggest adjustment when you left home? I mean, was it just missing your family? Would you, was it a bigger adjustment for you, off the ice or on the ice? Um, I guess on the ice a little bit more. Uh, I'd say uh, the reason why I wasn't off the ice is because my built families were so good at, ta at taking me in. You know, I, right. I felt at home, so that was definitely. Definitely an easier adjustment for me, but yeah, the on ice play, you know, you're going from juniors to playing just triple A hockey is definitely, definitely an adjustment there. But uh, I'd say, you know, it's, it's just like every league. Once once you get there and you, you know, get used to it a little bit, you start adjust to it, adjust to it, and then obviously you get older, you'll be older in the league. So, but uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know, it sounds, uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I guess all sports maybe do this, but. Really, hockey players, good hockey players that have an opportunity, you leave home at a relatively young age. I mean, you know, you're you're just, you know, adolescence, especially because supposedly for males it kicks in a little bit later than it does for females. So you're you're going through a lot. You know, you're leaving home. 
you know, you're growing, let shall we say, into a man. I mean, there there's a lot of things that you that you have to deal with. So you know that old expression: Did you grow up quickly? Did you? Does it force you to grow up quickly? I'd say absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you have the built family, but you you are on your own a little bit too. So I'd say those are those are prime years from your age 16 to 20s where you're you know you're you're becoming a man there, and you gotta. You know, you, you learn quickly, I'd say. I'd say you really do learn quickly in juniors, and, you know, you learn to grow up fast, which I think is, is, is a good thing for life. So. You, you know, obviously a well-spoken young man, uh, and, and I don't want to get into the whole uh, Canadian Hockey League versus college and all that kind of stuff, and I know you said you want to follow the path of your father uh, who played in the, uh, in the CHL, yeah. but I, I'm kind of curious, was, was it a difficult decision, even though you wanted to follow in your dad's footstep, because you, know, you grew up in the United States, and yeah. you know college seems to be everything. I don't know if you're a Colorado fan or you know whatever out yeah. there, but you know I mean, Americans seem to gravitate to college a lot, or you know athletically too. Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of Americans especially do. Uh, you know they they like the college route. Um, I did I did think about it, um, but for the most part, I, I wasn't a big school guy to be honest. wasn't a huge fan of school. Never was. <laughs> But uh, I think the biggest mindset for me was I just, you know, I wanted to play more hockey. And, um, you know, I was definitely going to play more hockey in juniors. I knew that. And, you know, I felt like it was going to resemble more of a pro, pro lifestyle. So. Do you have a favorite subject besides recess or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I never really had a favorite subject. <laughs> but you're getting older now. You're, you're starting to. Yeah, but now I'm getting a little older, so. <laughs> uh, you're in Portland. Things are going well. Uh, you're getting to your draft age. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, your dad's well-connected. He works in the NHL. You know, people know you're on uh, people's radar. What was it like for you leading up to that moment, you know, your draft year and before because people are starting to take notice? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously going into the second year of WHL, you, you realize it's your, you know, it's your draft year. I mean, it is in the back of your head, but after my first year, my first year just went okay. So my second year, I was like, you know, I just wanted, I wanted to train hard that summer. I wanted to be, make sure I was ready to come in for that second year and, you know, just play the best that I can and play play in my role. And so, um, you know, like I, like, I, like I said earlier, you know, I wanted to be strong defensively that year and just see where my numbers went from there. And I thought overall I had a, I had a pretty good year. We had a very good hockey team that year too, so we had a ton of depth there. So, uh, so yeah, but it was, uh, it was definitely an exciting year leading up to the draft, that's for sure. Well, what's the process like for you? I mean, at that point, because... Uh, you know, you're playing for Portland. Do do you have scouts or teams? Are they approaching you at that point, or are they not until whether you go to a combine or you go wherever? That's when you finally get a, a feel for you know what teams are really looking at you. Yeah, I'd say I, I found out more at the uh, at the combine for sure. That's when I, that's when I had my meetings there. And uh, yeah, and you know, the, I thought the combine meetings went uh, went really well, especially uh, the Detroit one. I was actually thought went really well. So uh, with the draft, you know, you obviously never know what was going to happen. So it was uh, it was a waiting game from there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Take us inside that Detroit room because you know, obviously, they look for players. You know, the size <laughs> is not as big an issue with Detroit as it is with a lot of teams in the NHL. Although I know they. Last year's draft, they drafted a lot of guys over six feet and all that. But, yeah. but uh, you know, they want players that have a feel for the game, that can think the game. You know, uh, you know, Detroit loves to play that. You know, yeah. that up and down style. I mean, they want the. Uh, you know, you got to have a yeah. brain. You got to have a hockey brain. I mean, was 
when you're in there and the you know I, I don't know if it's Ken Holland or whomever or you know whoever maybe yeah. I don't know, Babs whomever they yeah. you know the coach are, are they trying to test your hockey IQ or is it more just trying to find you out as a person or what's it like? Uh, you know it, it, on multiple teams I'd say are definitely different on how they on how they approach it but. Uh, you know, I thought the meeting that I had with Detroit was uh, it was a very good meeting, and I think they were you know they were just wanted to find out more information about me, I guess, as 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 a person. And you know, they were, they had uh, they've been watching me all year throughout the year, so and they had I remember them telling me they liked the way I played, so it was uh, you know the meeting went really well. Well, when you so so you know you say they've been watching you all year. Are you aware that they they were there and they were watching you all year? Um, but like it, personally, no, I didn't I didn't know exactly Detroit was there, but. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, there's multiple you know, multiple teams always watching junior junior teams, so scouting junior teams. So, uh, you know, I try not to think of that too much, especially when you're playing. You know, so I just tried to you know take every game the same and just play my game. Okay, you're going to the draft. You know, you know, you're probably going to be you know pretty high pick. Uh, you know, the projections are there for you. Uh, you know, it's the night before the draft. You're you're you know you're sitting there probably with your family and. Uh, you know, does your dad, uh, is he at this point beaming with pride or is he trying to say, you know, Dominic, I've been through these things too and, you know, over the years, not even my own draft year, you know, there's a lot of, you know, euphoria and there's also a lot of disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, where was he or was he trying to just set a, a level <clears throat> stage for you or, or did you go into it with really high hopes? Um, you know what, he, I think he knew that I knew, you know, what, what was to come after. I think he just for that day he was you know what you, you got to enjoy it. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know you're gonna you're gonna get drafted once in your life. So his advice to me was you know enjoy it and have fun. And you know I was just thankful that my family could be there with me at the draft. And uh, you know we had a blast. And you know you you know you get anxious as you're sitting there you know hearing names go by and you know you're just you're just excited to see what see what happens next. And you know uh, really glad the way things worked out with uh, Detroit drafting me. And it's 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 been a great ride so far here. Your name's called, you know, Detroit Red Wings. Um, you know, what go? You know, are you stunned? Are you happy? Are you, you know, do you burst out in tears because you're so emotional at this point? I mean, it's it, it's starting. It's really getting real at that point. Um, a, a lot of excitement. As soon as I heard my name called, uh, they had actually traded traded for the pick uh, from Columbus, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then yeah, I heard my name then, and then. You know, I had chills going through my body. Um, you know, it just felt, it's like it was real, but at the same time I always felt it wasn't real because, you know, you dream about that as a kid, was right. getting, getting drafted to the NHL one day. And so it was just it was just a fun day going through all those meetings. And, you know, I was, it was like I said, happy my family was there with me, super thankful, you know, because without them I definitely wouldn't have been there. So You put on a red Red Wings jersey, the iconic winged wheel logo, uh, you know the the guys that have worn that before you. You, know, you can start with Gordy Howe, and yeah. you know it, it. It's does it. You know we always hear, and you know and people in Detroit. Well, we're original six franchise. You know, boom, 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 boom. But mm. does it mean something to play for an original six team to be drafted by them? And when you put that logo on, because it is iconic, it it, it really is overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah, with with it being an original six team, and you know how much the Detroit Red Wings have done in the NHL, and you know even even to this day, I mean when you when you put that jersey on, it's uh, it's an absolutely amazing feeling. Um, you know, definitely take a lot of pride in that. 
and uh, it's, it's, it's honestly a dream come true. Well, you know, what, you get drafted, you know, you have the, the moment with your family and all that kind of stuff, and you know, I know how the draft works. They take you back, and then you start doing a series of interviews. You've, you know, you got, you got your shirt on. Maybe there's a couple of your teammates or guys that you know. You take pictures with them in their jerseys, the team that they were drafted by. But there's that moment where you get alone maybe with your father. He sees his son in an NHL jersey. Is it just, can you describe what that was like? Um, yeah, uh, we actually, uh, I had actually saw him kind of early in it because we had uh, an, an inter interview together oh. right after I got What, TSN or somebody? or? Uh, I think it was uh, NHL Network at the uh. time, yeah. So, uh, and it, he, he just had a huge smile on his face and, you know, he was tearing up a little bit and, you know, even for me to see that, you know, show the emotion he's showing, it's just, you know, it means a lot to me. It means, you know, he cares, he cares about his family, our, you know, our family a lot. and. Right. He's done so much for us, and just to see that, just you know, put an even bigger smile on my face too. So, yeah, you know, I I guess the feeling. I don't want to get this all corny. We're going down yeah. memory lane here, but you know, when you can make your parents proud or happy, it's yeah. it's a great feeling. The greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it truly is, because you know what the sacrifices they made for their for yeah. their children, and boom, here you are seeing thank you in a very unique way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know, for me to be able to do that to them and. You know, they were just excited about it, so it was awesome. You know, as happy as you are, like maybe a week or ten days later, you find yourself up at development camp in Traverse yeah, City. Yeah. Uh, what was that experience like? I mean, it's kind of unique because you're in there with a bunch of guys that are all Red Wing prospects and all that kind of stuff, guys who are first, second year pro, but you're all in competition too. Do you build, yeah. do you bond with them, or do you, you try to keep, you know, keep your distance because you know, hey, look, I know that so-and-so is a, like, he's, you know, third-round pick, but he's center, boom, that's a guy yeah. got to beat out. Yeah, um, you know, at, at first I think you're just, you're, you're going in, you're just, you're kind of seeing the vibe around there, you know, because you're, mm. you're new to all this, and, you know, obviously you want to play the best you can. So, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's trying to, you know, everyone, I think everyone's trying to bond, but at the same time when it's time to play, you want to, you know, you want to compete, you want to play your game, you want to show them, show them why they drafted you, you know, you want you want to show them why you're here, so, um yeah, I feel like uh, there's definitely a lot of compete in those camps, and there's a lot, a lot to learn in those camps. So they're they're good camps. A big eye opener for you, even though you know you, you know what the hockey life is like. Uh, I mean, because they sit down, you know, they, you know they stress nutrition. You know, mm -hmm. it's just not about what you do on the ice. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Red Wings come at you hard about what you should be doing off the ice as well. Yeah, no, they yeah they definitely come out with the ice stuff too. But um, I actually, you know, my, my my dad was really good at nutrition, so. Uh, I guess growing up, as I got a little older, he, uh, you know, he he taught me into that a little bit. So I I, I started to watch what I, what I ate. Uh, I know, at a fairly at a fairly good age, so I was uh, I was happy I got to learn even more from that nutrition wise. So it's really it's super important. It's like put down the candy bar, Dominic. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like have sweets only occasionally, not everyday thing. Yeah, really, really, yeah. really. Plus diabetes is running out of control here. So let, 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 let let's calm down on that. All right. So you're in Detroit. Uh, you know, first development camp is over. You bond with a few of the fellas. You mm -hmm. see, you know, you see your competition. You're in there still with guys all your own age. Yeah. Um, what do they tell you? What do the Red Wings tell you? Is there? Do they give you a plan? Is there something to work on, or do they give you a guideline because they want to see what you do with it? I think you just you you get you learn things from those camps, and then you just want to apply them. The things that you learn, you want to apply to your game. I feel like you know, mm -hmm. I, because you could you could learn so much from those camps. They teach you so much. That I, I feel like they're good for for any young prospects. You know, like getting drafted and coming up into the organ organization. So. Uh, 
you know, I, d I definitely personally learned a lot from from those camps, and uh, you know, I feel like everyone should be involved in those. So, right, you know, I, I, I like going to development camp because I, I, I mean, I like meeting you guys from the from the moment you become part of the organization, and you know, I, you know. It's, I know this is going to sound weird, but I mean, I get a charge and kick when you make it to Detroit. You know, when you walk in there and you put on that Red Wing jersey, and you know, I remember your first day when you were called up, and you know, I, I talked to you and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it, it can't be beat, but the yeah. work that it takes to get there. Um, you, you know, you start in Grand Rapids, it goes a little slow, but you really, your game really, I thought, and I didn't watch the Griffins a whole heck of a lot because obviously I'm, I'm involved with the Red Wings a lot. But it seemed, you know, that playoff run last year really, it kind of started to click for you. Am, am I wrong in that? Or No, I'd say, you know, the, the definitely the run last year, I learned a lot in the playoff run, I feel like. And just playing that deep in playoffs and how much the tempo raised, I feel like that was even a big part of, of adapting to that too. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's great hockey here in the American Hockey League. And, you know, I feel like, you know, every every player should learn to grow their game in this league, which can make you definitely a better hockey player. So uh, it was just an exciting year last year and learned so much. You know, it, it's, it's a great opportunity for you. Do you ever, was your confidence waning or do you think to yourself, you know, you, you know that moment you're sitting down, you go, you know, Dominic, this is, so real, a little bit tougher than maybe I thought it was going to be, or I really have to do this. I mean, I know that you, you know, you, your father can only tell you so much. Your your coaches can only tell you so much. Your you know sports psychologist, if you have one, you know that it sits down to you, and you have to make that concerted effort. In the end, it really comes down to what Dominic Turgeon, how he applies himself, and where he he's going to make it or break it on his own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there there is a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, and you know, co confidence in a hockey player, I feel like, is like the biggest is the biggest thing you can have in, in a hockey player is confidence. And you know, obviously, you're gonna have ups and downs in a hockey season. You know, last year, you know, I had some downs going into last year too. I had some ups, had some downs. And you know, as long as you're as, as long as you're learning constantly and just becoming and adapting to a better hockey player, um, you know, I feel I feel I feel like you're always learning. So, when what what are you do you, are you learning about your on ice game or are you learning about more about yourself and how you are and how you handle certain situations um i'd say both for sure um you definitely learn a lot on the ice but then off ice too and you know just how, just how to carry every day you know you, you obviously got to be focused on hockey but you know you, you got your outside life too and can't mentally drive yourself insane and be hard right. on yourself constantly because it's not going to work so uh you know say you have a bad game or whatsoever you know Learn from it for the last five minutes. Think about it, and then move on from it. You have another game. You know, you're, you're now in Grand Rapids. You're in the AHL, second best league in the world. I think everybody knows that now. Uh, you're living, you know, in a nice city. You know, Western Michigan, Lake Michigan is not that far away. I know you, you know, you grew up in a beautiful state in, in Colorado. Uh, what kind of adjustment was it to, you know, to, to to play in Grand Rapids? I would imagine, and nothing against any. Un other AHL cities, it's a pretty nice place to to play and apply your trade, I would imagine, and learn your game. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the city-wise, actually, I, I'd never been, never lived in Michigan, so I didn't know I was going like, to be different for me because I was in Portland, Oregon, obviously, right. Denver, Colorado. But uh, coming over here, love the city, love the atmosphere around here, too. And, you know, hockey-wise, it's, uh, I've just, I just feel like I've adapted just my overall game completely and you know, I've learned so much every day, and 
you know, it, it definitely it definitely helps you a ton, especially with coaching staff with Nelly, you know, Rammer and Ben Simon, Mike Newell, all those guys. So it's, you know, big credit to them too for, uh, for doing a great job and making us be the best we can. You know, it, when you're sitting in the room, and I know what goes on in the room stays in the room, I understand all that. But do you sit there and do you start to talk to a few guys about, man, when, once we get to Detroit, we're just going to tear it up. I mean, do you, do you have those kind or do you try to kind of keep those feelings and aspirations to yourself? Because you know, as great as some of these guys are and you've bonded with them in a team you want championship, some of you are going to make it there and some of you are not. Yeah. Um you know, at the end of the day, I think everyone, you know, everyone wants to be in the National Hockey League. Everyone wants to be an NHL player. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say there's, there's there's huge talk about it, to be honest. I'd say maybe most people just keep it to themselves. But, uh, you know, obviously every day everyone's working their hardest to become a better hockey player and, you know, eventually get to their goal of being a National Hockey League player. So When you're, when you're sitting there and you, you look at it, the season, you guys start off a little bit slowly. Um, it starts to turn around. Uh, you, you guys are on a tremendous streak. I know, as I told Eric Tangrady, you, 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 you stubbed your toe a little bit uh, last weekend, you know, but that happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're about to go on embark on a road trip. You know, you and the Red Wings both are going to be gone for a while. Yeah. But, I, but I guess my point, and, and what I want to ask you is, is that, um, you know, you're, you're having a good season. You know, the team's starting to turn it around. Boom! You get a call up to Detroit. What was that like for you? Yeah, um, we'll start with the beginning of the season. Obviously, yeah. we had a we had a rough start there. I guess I don't know. It's, I wouldn't say we weren't playing the terrible hockey, but we weren't playing the uh, the best hockey. I'd say we could definitely play. We had some slow starts. We just weren't clicking right, and then uh, but we could see throughout the beginning of the year how we were progressing. You could tell we were playing better and better a little bit each night. And then once we finally realized, you could tell that you know we were we were playing good hockey. And then obviously we put together a pretty good stretch here recently. And um, you know you know I feel like it's been going well. We play good hockey. And and then with the uh, with the, yeah, the call to uh, Detroit, obviously that was uh, that was definitely an exciting time for uh, for me. It was uh, you know it was a call I've been you know dream about for for a long time. So it was uh, definitely exciting. When. Uh you know, Jeff Blaschel said that I asked Grand Rapids who can play, because there were some injuries, obviously, uh, that uh, who can play on the penalty kill? Now, who's good at face-offs? And they said, well, it's Dominic Turgeon. And boom, boom, you're here. You know, you get the call, you're feeling great. You know, your your poor family's trying to make travel arrangements to see it. Was first game in Chicago, was it? Yeah, it was an afternoon game in Chicago, so they had to go all the way from uh, L.A. Right, so, you know, so they're trying to make arrangements. You're all excited. You don't have that far maybe to travel, but boom, you know, you're there. Yeah. Um, you walk into that locker room, not at, this isn't, you know, the Prospects Tournament. This isn't in a preseason game where half the team are, or you know, or Red Wings, and the other half are guys like me trying to make it. Uh, what's that like when you walk into that room first time, and you know that you're going to be going out on the ice as a Detroit Red Wing? Yeah, it's um, you know, I'd say my first game in the show was a little different because it's an afternoon game. So right, I was I didn't go in for morning skate or anything. Didn't get to see the rink early. I, I had just saw the guys for the for the meal for the pregame meal, as it's where I saw everyone, and then we went straight to the rink after that and. Uh, just walking into the locker room there and, you know, seeing all the jerseys hung up and, you know, I was sitting next to 
Henrik Zetterberg there, so I was, uh, <laughs> I've been watching him since I was a little kid, and uh, I don't know, it was just, you know, sh shocks were going through my body at the time, and I was like, this is actually happening, so it was uh, just a great experience. When you walk in for the first time, do, you know, the other, you know, 22 guys or whatever, 20 guys that are going to dress for the game, do they get up, do they welcome you, do they each shake your hand, or they get, they're all into their routine, or... I, I mean, did they make you feel part of the team right oh, away? Absolutely, they definitely make me feel part of the team right away. You know, I, I, everyone was saying hi to me. Definitely introduced himself. But, you know, it's also game day, so everyone's got their own routine, and you know, that's, that's the way hockey is, and everyone does their own thing. And uh, but yeah, I guess the build up to the game was uh, was actually there's a lot of it was a lot of build up, but in a short amount of time. So <laughs> yeah, it was all all at once. Now in this game, don't you? You skate off ra rather early in the game with with some I don't know mm -hmm. if it was a hand injury you got hit yeah. or something, and you know because you know the TV obviously they love the story of you and your dad and of you know the odyssey it took for your parents you know to get there to see you play and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and then boom you know you're gone, yeah. uh, and I, yeah and I'm sitting I'm, I wasn't out traveling on the, on that trip and I'm thinking to myself, man that sucks. Boy, does that suck! You know, yeah. here he's getting his chance, and you know, and he—I'm sure he's really happy about it. His parents, you know, go across yeah. half the country, but it wasn't that serious. But once yeah. it happened, and you—you know—you had to leave the bench. What's yeah. going through your mind at this time? Uh, I was. Uh, well, I think it was like my—I was a couple shifts in, and then I blocked a shot on the right side of the right side of the circle. There, took a slap shot in the elbow, actually, mm -hmm. and my whole arm just just went numb. So I couldn't move my arm at all, and uh, I told Pete that the guy, you know, the trainer there. Pete Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him Pete that, and so we brought me, we brought me back to get some, get some X-rays. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way this could be happening right now. Right. You know, first NHL game, parents are in town. Like, <laughs> I was like, no way this is gonna happen. I was like, if this, and then obviously we got the X-rays, nothing was wrong. And then there's like, there's no way I'm not. No way, I'm not finishing this game for sure. So does the feeling eventually? Is it like when you, you know, you hit your elbow in a weird spot? It maybe the whole arm doesn't go numb, but it gets numb for a while, and you have to, like, I don't know, move it or circulate it. I mean, um, did it eventually come back, or did you play with a numb elbow? No, the the feeling came back a little bit, but part of it was in my tricep too. So I actually had no no strength in my tricep muscle, which was which was kind of weird. So it was. It was a little different, but uh, I was able. I was able to finish the game. <laughs> is Flash on the bench, or, or one of the other coaches saying, "Look, Dom, you know, don't be a hero here. I mean, can you go? I know you want to play, yeah. but you know, you, you, you know, were you thinking you, you know, because look, you want to be there, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but you're thinking, you know, guy, yeah, I, I don't have any strength in this arm, and but boom, there was just nothing that was going to keep you off the ice. Yeah, no, I think that's you know, I think that's every hockey player's mindset if. If it's if it's not going to be any worse, not going to make it any worse, but it hurts, I, you're still going to go. And you know, I think that's just every hockey player's mindset. When you're so you finish the game, uh, I think you know we were. I think we even joked around with you. I, I you know, you eventually you're sent back to Grand Rapids. You're called up like almost immediately. Yeah. I don't know if they just wanted to give pay you for mileage or something yeah. back and forth from Detroit to Grand Rapids. Yeah. But I mean, so. You know, you get sent back down, and you knew eventually it probably would happen because of the numbers game. So you get sent back down. Yeah. And then you turn right around practically, and you come right back up. I mean, is that like the joy of the road of disappointment back to the road of hope? I mean, what was what was going through yeah. your mind at that point? Yeah. Um, well, I got sent home that that day, and then uh, you know, obviously, you want to be there as long as you can. But uh, you know, my mindset was okay. Well, I'm going to go back down. And, you know. 
play the best hockey I can back again with, with the Griffs here. And then <laughs> I woke up uh, the next morning, actually had practice here in Grand Rapids, and then Nelly called me again saying, you gotta, you got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back, you're playing in Detroit. So, uh, so you know, it's obviously exciting every time you get that call. So uh, packed up again real quick and headed right back to Detroit. You know, I know you haven't played a whole lot of NHL games, but what have you learned thus far playing for the Red Wings about, you know, as we said, AHL, great league in its own right. You win a championship, second best league in the world. I, I know I keep saying that, but, you know, but, you know, when you're in the big show, what is it like for you? Um, you know, a lot of smart hockey players, I'd have to say, is the biggest thing that stood out to me. Um, they're always in the right spot at the right time. So, you know, when you do get the puck on your stick, you have very minimal time. To do much with it, you know, you got to get rid of it, get off the tape, make the play, do something with it. So, uh, you know, I'd say that was, that was a big factor. Obviously, you know, it's fast, it's fast league, so it's definitely fast players, and uh, you know, definitely strong. So, well, you, you know, I always hear this, and uh, you know, players always tell me time and space. It's yep. about time and space. Yep. You got to gauge. You don't have a lot of time, yep. and you don't have a lot of space. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how do you figure it out? Eventually, the more games you play. Yeah. The game does slow down for you, even though it's playing at the same pace. Is that because you've ad you've adapted to that style? But is it do you now that you've played in the NHL, you think yeah, it's probably going to take me a good maybe 10, 15 games before I really feel like I'm I'm where I should be. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely do feel like that's normal. Um, you know, you're here in the NHL, you're 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 playing the minors, then you're going to the NHL, and you know it's definitely a, it's definitely a level higher. So. I guess you, you know going into the game that you're gonna have to adjust to it, and so for me for me learning that after after the five games I did play I learned you know I, I learned I learned quite a bit from that and you know you know by the last few games that I, that I was there I've, I've definitely felt a lot more comfortable. You know because I had some technical difficulties and I've only promised the Griffins I would keep you to a certain time and we've already hit that but but I want to ask you just a few more questions and then and then yeah. we'll, then I'll let you go because I know you've got a got a pack. You know, and I and I know that you know how you guys are on uh, on the road trip. I'm sure you have like five, six suitcases you're going to be taking with you. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you have your phone, you're probably fine. Uh, but uh, now Detroit's going through a rebuilding process, a retooling, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, it's kind of going to be a bit of a revolving door here for this organization, for the big club, until they find the right mix. You have certainly, do you feel you've elevated yourself into that conversation? Maybe in the beginning of the season, you know, you're always hopeful, but you weren't sure. But being called up, the way you performed when you were in Detroit and how you're performing for Grand Rapids now, do you feel that it's, you know, it's starting to come together a little bit for me? Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I do feel like it's starting to come together. You know, I feel like I've had so far a really good year here in Grand Rapids. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been playing my role that uh, I feel like they want me to play and you know very 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 well. So um, you know every time I get the call, I just want to play the best that I can and you know try try and show who I can be. So what do they say to you? You know you get called up. You know I don't know if Blash pulls you in the room or you know another coach or Ryan Martin. Who knows? You know I mean yeah. do they pull you in and say okay Dominic, just play your game. Don't try to play bigger than you are. You know you don't have to impress us on your yeah. first shift. I mean, what, well, what, what, did they, what did they tell you when they called you up and, and you were about to play in Chicago, and then when you were sent back down, what did they tell you? Yeah, um, you know, I'd say the biggest thing was, you know, just, just play my game. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's why you got called up in the first place, is do exactly what you're doing, you know, for the Griffins right now. I'd say that's the biggest thing. So, 
you know, there, my mindset didn't really change a whole lot. It was, it was the exact same. I wanted to go in playing the way that, uh, that I wanted to play. And, you know, in, in doing that, I felt like I had a, actually, I felt like I had a very good first game and uh, it was a ton of fun. You know, there's going to be jobs open, obviously, in Detroit, as we've said. Uh, you look at it, you know, obviously your goal uh, is to be a Red Wing next year. Let's say for whatever reason it doesn't happen. Um, great disappointment, I'm sure. But then, do you just recommit yourself, or you know, will will it take you know uh, you know a couple walks around Van Andel Arena to get your mind back together? Right? You know, what, what do you think you're going to be going through? No, yeah, um, you know, obviously, it all, well, it starts with the rest of this year here. Obviously, you want to you know want to finish strong with this year, and then you know when the future comes with summer and that, you know, you obviously got to make sure. You know, you're training hard in the summertime, and you know, you know, you want to come in and you want to, you know, definitely stick your foot in the door and be like, you know, I'm, I'm, you want to be there and try and say that I'm, that I'm ready and perform. So, uh, you know, I'm just gonna try to play the best that I can and, and go from there. You know, you look at you when you were 16 years old. You know, you're going to Portland. You got a great billet family, which is good, but you're not really sure what you're getting into. Yeah. We fast forward to where you're sitting right here in this room today. Um, how have you changed? As a human, you know what? Just, de de definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but as a human, as a, as human a player, and you know, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, growing up, we all grow up at different paces and stuff. But you, you know, like we said, you know, you can be Pierre Turgeon's son, and mm -hmm. it's great, and he's a great hockey player, and should be in the Hall of Fame. Again, I'm saying that, but you know, it's you know, you know, it, it comes as I said earlier. It does come down to you. I mean, where yeah. you know, where, where, where's your mind now? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been a crazy, I'd say, last five or so years. You know, um, when you come in at 16, to be honest, and you just you, you don't know much. You know, you're, right. you're a young 16 year old. You're kind of clueless. You're just kind of you know dipping your feet in the water and trying to learn everything. So, uh, but just the way it's gone and how much I learned there, how much I learned here. You know, I just, I feel like I've been going the right direction, and it's. <laughs> It's been a hell of a ride for sure so far. Well, it sounds like it, uh, Dominic. I, I I know I could go on forever. Um, I, I know that, though that you have to pack. You you've got a big trip coming up. I appreciate you taking time out. It, it was great having you. You know I could see. You know I could just feel the excitement when you you know when you're in the Red Wing room as a Red Wing. And uh, best of luck to you this season of the Griffins. And uh, we'll see you in Detroit next year. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it.